Oh boy. So instead of um, going in blind and being like blown away, I, I just hope, you know, I'm gonna finish out August, um, even though we're recording a little bit late, thanks to everybody's patience. You know, even though we're in quarantine, it, it does, I don't know, it just seems like time is doing different things than when in our normal, whatever the normal was before we, we went into lockdown. Time is doing weird things. Um, you know, days are kind of shifting together and I think everybody is experiencing this nebulous time situation, but I wanna, I wanna just finish, just talk about some things that's happening in August and what that has to do with the next three months, basically. And then we'll, you know, when we do September, we are gonna spend some more time talking about specific planets and what's happening in September. How does that sound? Sounds great. Sounds good. All right, so basically we, I, I had mentioned that what's gonna happen in September, so on September 9th, Mars will go retrograde. Now we all know that Mercury goes retrograde. We spent a lot of time talking about it. We also just had Venus. We had a Venus retrograde. We talked about that. So now it's Mars's turn. Oh. The reason why um, this particular Mars retrograde is something that we must prepare for is because in in March, before all this, when all this basically was starting in March. We had that cluster of planets we've been talking a lot about. We had Jupiter, we had Saturn, and we had Pluto all in Capricorn. Mars was also in Capricorn. So Mars activated this need to rebuild structures and transform our society. That We, we already know that started. Um, coincidentally, something that I mentioned, I believe last December, the last time that Saturn and uh, Pluto conjuncted, was in 82 and at that time the HIV and AIDS uh, it was an epidemic at that point a lot of people there was a lot of fear-mongering you know when AIDS was happening people didn't know if you could get it from kissing somebody from touching somebody all of these fears and all of these stories and all of these conspiracies came out much like what we're experiencing this whole year with the Rona so going back, <laughs> The Rona, ma 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 Corona, yeah, yeah. So, the reason why I wanted to bring up Aries, excuse me, Mars being in Capricorn, is that now Mars has moved and is in Aries. Mars being in Aries creates a tense angle from Mars to those three planets that we've talked about. We're talking about. Jupiter, we're talking about Saturn, and we're talking about Pluto. Mars has moved now. So it was kind of like that was the beginning of a cycle when Mars was up in Capricorn with everybody. It's now moved 90 degrees, creating what in astrology is called a square. Now a square is not necessarily, I'm fucked, we're fucked, but a square is tense. A square is a place for people to learn and grow. Mars will be in Aries and it will move all the way up to 28 degrees. And on September 9th, it will then retrograde in Aries. So as we talked about last month, Mars has gone super slow. Usually Mars is zipping along the cosmos. This year, instead of it being in the same sign for a few weeks, it's actually in, this, in Aries 
for months. It's been in Aries since late June all the way up until uh, uh, January. That's, all, that's basically six months instead of six weeks. So what's going to happen is that Mars, because it's moving backwards, Aries is a tense angle to Capricorn. Mars is going to square all of the planets. Jupiter, it's going to square Saturn, which we're going to talk a lot about. And Mars is going to square Pluto. So that cycle that started in March, we're in it. We are now in it. Now, because Mars is moving slower than normal, 2020, anything strange and weird is happening. Usually, like I said, Mars moves quick. What's going to happen is, is that because Mars is going to move backwards, it's going to square those three planets. And then it's going to then move forward and square them again. We actually are going to get multiple passes because when you have Mars moving forward and then backwards and then stopping and then moving forwards, you have the same thing happening with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. So Mars is going to have three passes of squares with these three planets. The timing is such that we are actually in August having our first squares. Now, earlier in the month, and you know, uh, sorry that Taddy got stuck in a well. Um, we did have our first square on August 4th. We had Mars square, square Jupiter. That is actually, that can be exciting. That can be helpful. It can also make people get a little impulsive and kind of, you know, I can imagine that maybe in early in the month, people were tired of being home and were like, I'm going to take a chance. And like, you know, that's when you're seeing a lot of people are going and they're, they're going to events so there's too many people. And that's why perhaps we're seeing the numbers rise because Jupiter makes everything bigger. Uh, Mars, Mars is physicality. And that's another part of this whole year with Mars being such a big player on the scene with these outer generational and societal planets. So we had our first square on August 4th. Today of recording is the 13th and today we have Mars square Pluto. Now Mars square Pluto can be a little compulsive. People can get a little obsessive and it's all about activating those deep urges and activating you know, these needs for transforming. Um, so that's what's happening today. Um, you know, late, as, as I go through August, I'm going to spend some more time on the other square that we will be talking a lot about today. Um, just really quick, I want to just go ahead and go through and give some of the moon. You know, let's just jump around a little bit here. Yes. Um, you know, since we're kind of already... Uh, jumped around a little bit. Um, the next uh, big exciting day that we have is that Uranus is going retrograde on Saturday the 15th at 7.25 a.m. Now, Uranus, or Uranus going retrograde, this happens every year. You know, these outer planets always, you know, they move forward, they retrograde, they, they have a dance in the sky. Um, Uranus going retrograde is not part of the big player of, of what's happening to for the rest of the year. I'm just pointing it out. Um, Jupiter, or excuse me, Uranus will stay in Taurus. It's already deep into Taurus. It's going to go back. It'll go direct again in January. 
some of the things that can happen with the Uranus retrograde is revisiting innovation, revisiting engineering, revisiting uh, mechanics. So perhaps this will be one of the things that can help because Uranus perhaps can help with the vaccine. Uranus can also help with engineering new medicines. Uranus can help with engineering ways to have more room in hospitals. Uranus can do, can help um, in a retrograde fashion by revisiting um, things that need to happen like logistically for the rest of the year. So, so that's a, you know, so that's one, let's, let's, let's be thankful for that. All right. Actually, I I feel like that's actually kind of nice, especially when we've talked about stuff that's so intense already. And I feel like, you know, the planets have very fittingly been very intense all year. So it's kind of nice to at least hear that, that we do have some good news, some innovation coming our way that's going to influence, you know, our world. That's really nice. You know, another really interesting thing is that because Uranus is in Taurus, um, people are speculating that this can help with uh, food. You know, right now, and I'm just going there, right? We know that right now food is being recalled. We've had onions get recalled, lemons, limes, oranges, and even potatoes are getting recalled. Our farming does not, cannot sustain the way that it's working in a healthy way. You know, this could be, a. you know, the other thing is that Uranus, because Uranus is ruled by Aquarius, this is social and collective issues. So while Uranus is engineering, it also helps with social causes. What I'm trying to get at is, you know, with the time, and I know I even have friends already, growing some food at home, finding finding farms that are localized, farmers markets are still open. You know, that's a way to still be connected to the earth and the community in a positive way and have healthier food. And so that's one one shining light with, with Uranus being in Taurus is that while it's in Taurus for, you know, not just this year, but ongoing, we could find innovations with food and, and we need it. I mean, frankly, we need it. Mm-hmm. I just say real quick, when you're talking about growing food and stuff like that, um, I love to garden. I don't always remember to water my plants. Um, I think many people can relate to that. But um, I, I do have a vegetable garden in my front yard and stuff, and we're actually going to be making a pentagram garden. Wow. Um, I'm getting broken bricks and rocks and stuff off of Craigslist from people to uh, make the pentagram and start making like a little flower garden in the, in, inside the star. So you're talking about that. I'm like, I was just planning all that today. Wow. That is Uranus and Taurus in action. And during the retrograde, revisiting all that is a really good way to use that energy for good and use, use what the cosmos are giving us um, to, come up with new it's amazing that's perfect i'm really excited about it so really cool i I think like a lot of people saw it saw it kind of floating around on instagram and pinterest and stuff like that and i finally just like sent a picture to my husband and he was like i'll make that for you do you want it i was like fuck yeah is that even a question so that's what's up that's really cool yeah i can't wait to see that see it how that all unfolds and see it yeah I'm really excited. So it's kind of cool because you never hear about retrogrades like doing nice things, but we got it doing a nice thing. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on along on, on August the 18th. We have our new moon at 26 
Leo at 7.42 p.m. So if you would like to plant some seeds for this new moon, that's a really good, because it's 7.42 p.m., do it right then. And that's Pacific time. That would be a really auspicious time. Um, you know, while it's in Leo and we're talking about planting, you know, what, what, is, what is your, are you sovereign over in your life? Like these are really important things. We have time for a lot more time for self-reflection and it's a really good time to do some, you know, really good new moon working on your sovereignty in your life. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. So we're trucking right along. Now, August 24th is a big day. I'm going to come back to August 24th. Because the most of what we're going to be speaking of is what's going to happen on August the 24th. So I'm going to just finish out the month and we'll come back to that. Because I'm really excited about August the 25th. Because everybody out there, Patty has her birthday on August the 25th. Hey. 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 So that's a good day. Hell yeah. Hey. And we'll be in Virgo season by then, right? Yes. And I, because I hear I jumped around. I apologize, everybody. Where's my sun goes into Virgo? I have it circled. The sun goes into Virgo. I'm, I'm sorry, At everybody. At some point in August before the 24th. It happens on August the 22nd. I apologize. August the 22nd. <laughs> we are moving into Virgo. Now, what I would, wanted to get into, I just got excited about the 24th and the 25th because it's my birthday. Hey. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm starting early. Yeah. <laughs> Let's focus on the fun. We are moving out of Leo and we're moving into Virgo. Um, Virgo is a really good time to nest. Virgo is a really good time to prepare. Virgo is the season. I mean, it's when the, the, the wheel shifts from summer to fall and you've got to start working on less daylight. You have yeah. to start working on bringing in um, harvests are happening at this point. Like we're, we're, it's time to nest is what I'm trying to get at. Use the Virgo time to nest. We've all been in our house. I mean, I, I know that, you know, I get bored. I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying. I mean, we're lucky that, the, let's look at what we're lucky about, about being at home. We have more time for things, but it, there is a lot of downtime and it's boring. And, um, you know, it's really important to clean up, you know, if we've been sitting around, you know, doing the Netflix, you know, doing the Disney Plus, watching all these Disney movies you hadn't seen in a long time. Hi, yeah. Coco. Love you. Everybody watch Coco if you can. Uh, yes, that's a really Best awesome Disney movie, movie I've ever seen. Um, so, you know, moving into Virgo is going to be, it's going to be important for people to start to nest. But what I would like to say about that. All right, we're moving right along and we're coming up to the end of the month. And I would like to share the moon dates and then we're going to go back to August the 24th. Okay. Now, sorry about this, that we didn't get these out earlier, but the full moon was on Monday, August 3rd. The third quarter was a couple days ago, Tuesday the 11th. On Tuesday the 18th is the new moon. And that's... Uh, 26 Leo's, 7.42 p.m. Oh, also on August 25th, which is my birthday, everybody, just announcing that again. Hey. We first, hey. <laughs> we have our first quarter at 2 degrees Sag, and that's at 10.58 a.m. 
So there's your moon magic date. All right, we're gonna go back to August the 24th. Here's what's going on with August the 24th. We have our first square, because I've been talking about how Mars is in Aries and all, all of the those three planets that we've been dealing with this whole year are in Capricorn, so that's a square. We have our first square of Mars and Saturn. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is that um, Mars square Saturn is one of the most challenging um, aspects in astrology. Uh -oh. It's There's no getting around it. Mars is active. Mars is impulsive. Mars is a renegade. It wants to just do, do, do. Saturn is slow. Saturn is steady. Saturn is rules. Saturn is think before you do anything. Be methodical. So these two energies, these are in, in traditional astrology, these are the, they're, the they're, they're called the malefits. They, they're malevolent, especially when they're at a tense angle. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out and trying to break it down as gently as possible is that usually when we have a Mars square Saturn, it's a few days. It happens a few days and it moves on. With the fuckery of 2020 and with the fuckery of Mars taking six months to move through a sign, Mars is moving really slowly. Mars will move forward, it will station, and then it will retrograde. We already have a Saturn retrograding. In September, Saturn will station and move direct. I am laying this out to you to explain, Saturn already moves slow and will be slower. This means that instead of Mars, Oh no, you're slowing down and breaking up. Saturn for a few days. Are we okay? Can, can, you, can you repeat that? You were in like slow-mo robot voice for a second. Yeah. Very fitting for what I was speaking of. <laughs> the fuckery of Mars and the fuckery <laughs> of Saturn, the fuckery of 2020. Instead of this square happening once in a few days, we have the actual square on the 24th of August. But when we look at the degrees of Mars and Saturn, we have basically a square between these two planets from the middle of August until the beginning of October. Wow. So we have tense and frustrating and a challenging cycle for six to seven weeks. Oh God. Okay. I'm really sorry. I, and I, I really, you know, again, this is not to be feared and this is not something, this is not a time. I know we joke sometimes, Oh, build your pillow fort and just hide out. That is not an option. Okay. This it's not an option. You guys, <laughs> Mars square Saturn is a challenge and we are being, we are actually as a society, and as witches, we are being asked, how do you handle challenges? Do you yeah. cower and cry? Maybe you do for, you know, an hour or two. But for six weeks, get the fuck up, figure something out, and keep yourself moving forward in your life and in your, in your relationships, honestly. I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to hear in your voice, get the fuck up, because in my head, I'm like, but what if I could just like do witchcraft from my pillow fort? 
But then I realized that's probably not the best way to handle it. But I'm just saying, like, okay, our listeners can't see me right now, but Monica and Taddy can. I'm all about my pillow fort. You know, again, <laughs> if you're going to need your pillow fort, it's okay. But we, we really, this is a time for us as witches and society. It's a time to rise up. We, look, I'm going to go there. I think that most of us have been quite fortunate. We have never had, um, you know, the unrest that like our parents, you know what, you know, I, I'm, was born in 1972. So my parents kind of lived the weird, the weird stuff that happened in the late sixties. My grandparents are depression era people. Like Mm -hmm. my grand grand saved every morsel of food wrapped in saran wrap. She canned everything. Like these are things that a lot of us actually have never really had to to deal Deal with. with. We, you know, I, you know, I went to college. I partied like an animal. I learned a lot. I got really good grades. I got into grad school, but I had a great time. I had my other, I had part-time jobs and I did school. This was cakewalk. What we're coming into is a time for people to rise up. It is really a time to be strong and it's a time to not let fear and stress win. It's a, it, it really is a time to find your inner strength and it's a time to be productive in adversity. I mean, do you think that do my, my grand grand was alone and in the depression trying to feed four kids. Did she build a pillow fort and cry? No, she, found food. She, she worked, she got a nurse, like she kept on pushing through, um, to make a life for her children. And, you know, that, that is kind of, if, if anybody, any of our listeners have these types of strong ancestors, their grandma, or, you know, luckily your grandparents are still alive or your great grandparents, this is a time to really tap in to, how can I persevere through adversity? How can I be strong when every, everything around is a challenge? I'm not saying that every single person has these degrees that this is going to happen in and that, that the square is happening on a person's chart. But societally, it's already weird. And societally, for the next three months, things are going to be a challenge. Yeah. And it's important for everybody to find a way you know, what is your, what is that strength? Like how, how can you keep getting up and putting one foot in front of the other and be productive when every time you turn on the news, it's it, it, basically every morning when I look at the news, I go, what fresh hell is happening today? Right. Yeah. And well, it's a really good time to basically put your big witch panties on and remember what you stand for. And I know that we have listeners that, that stand for different things and that's, that's fine. Like we're not even going there. We're just saying like what you stand for as a person, what you stand for as a witch, like your goals, like go deep into who you are and those things that make up the fabric of your being and be ready to back that shit up. Because I think at the end of the day, when I hear things like 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 what Tati just said about her grandmother, like she fucking put her big girl panties on, she found work, she found food, she did what she needed to do. And hearing that kind of stuff honestly is so inspiring to me. And as much as I joke about loving my pillow for it, because don't get me wrong, I like being comfy. 
but when it comes to times like this, like we're, we're going to make it past it. Ultimately, that's really what it comes to is we're going to get past this. And do you want to be that person that was a little bitch in your pillow fort? Or do you want to be that person that can tell your grandchildren and, and tell them like, I was a badass and I stood for what the fuck I stood for. And I did X, Y, and Z to make sure that I left my mark. And that doesn't mean that you have to go and protest if you're not comfortable with that. What that means is you just stand for what the fuck is right within your yourself and your spirit and being willing, to, being, being willing and ready to, to enforce that. A hundred percent. And I, I believe that, you know, these times and from are so different than our grandparents' times because I think this generation is a little bit um, entitled, so to speak, and spoiled. They don't really know what, what, what it is to do really hard work and like our grandparents did to survive. Now they're like, some, some, some of the generation feels like they're entitled and they don't have to work that hard, unfortunately. It's a different times, different times right now. You know, I, I really just want people to understand and to be prepared that the next three months are a huge reset. So if there are people out there that have exhibited entitled behavior, this reset could absolutely change that. Mm. And it's going to be important that, you know, trying to find the right word. It, it, this is a reset and it's, um, this is history. And, you know, yeah. things, things we, we don't, we can, you know, astrologers can forecast. We don't actually have, you know, a crystal ball. I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. And, in September when all this stuff is going on and into October. But I just think it's really important that, you know, the economy is going to change where what I'm talking about is literally leading up into the election. And yeah, the election yeah. in the United States is probably one of the most important ones that we've had. I mean, I would say maybe since the Civil War. I mean, this is, it's, everybody is polarized. And it's going to be chunky. It's going to be um, prickly. This is this is a prickly. This is like when you get stuck in in a brown in a one of these bushes, like a thorn bush. Are you going to get cut up and cry and just not try to get out? Or are you going to slowly pick off a thorn, find a way to crawl through, and get out of that mess? That's what I really am hoping that everybody can see and, yeah. and understand and get ready for. Wow. I mean, this, you know, to have Mars squaring three planets three times in the next three months, is, yeah. it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. And, you know, you know, Mars squared Jupiter, this is, people can be impulsive. People could not be... Uh, frugal and that's why I think you know I brought up that we're getting into Virgo and Virgo is a time to nest we really need to be careful with our resources right now mm. uh, this is a time to um, be cautious this is not a time to be impulsive um, you know I'm gonna spend more time with Mars retrograde in um, the next time I record in September but this is this is not a time to just whimsically make up and run out your door and and uh take off you know you this is really, really 
unfortunately, considering that we're coming into the time that all the Halloween decorations are coming out, and then you're telling me to not spend my money. <laughs> How about you go to the Dollar Tree? To get they already did that. I was there yesterday, okay? Well, I mean, come on. I'm not saying, you know, we got to find, we got to find this, our sweet joy at some point in, in this fuckery. So, you know yeah. what? You know what I recommend? Aside from Halloween decorations, um, my sister is amazing with making food look like Halloween stuff. She she did this once for my nieces when, when they were really little and it's now like a yearly thing. She'll make a sandwich that looks like a snake. She'll oh, make, wow. you know, she'll make like a spider cake, you know, get online, find some, you need food anyways. You're going to have to eat, you know, yeah, come up with that. Well, yeah. get more creative with it because it's like, yeah, I get the whole retail therapy aspect of it. And especially since we're coming to a time that we're really, <clears throat> all going to be stressed out. Like it's really easy to kind of, you know, spend money as a way of cooling your emotions and it doesn't help that all the badass Halloween stuff's coming out. So it's going to be extra tempting, but, um, use your creativity to kind of like scratch that itch. Cause it, yeah, doesn't, make, it doesn't I mean, have to be expensive. Make decorations. Yeah. Yeah. You know, learning how to sew right now is, would be brilliant to be able to, you know, how many people know how to actually sew and make clothes? Not too many, I know. I can right. cut tube socks into dog sweaters. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's about the extent of my uh, clothes making skills. <laughs> you know, that's, that's another way to look at resources. Like, in, you know, just finding ways, just finding ways to take care of yourself resourcefully is um, a really good idea right now. Mm -hmm. cool. so do you do you guys have any ideas like is there some sort of witchy way to be careful with resources well let's see i mean you gotta just you gotta really think that like you said you gotta think thrifty you can't be spending your money um i don't know i just think by by making things and reusing things recycling things you could probably um, recycle stuff and get a few bucks here and there. It's a good way to do it. Plus, you're saving saving the earth and the planet. What do you think about that one? Well, I think it's I think brilliant. Big, yeah, I like that. And it's it's always a bonus to help save the earth, right? Yes, always. I really dig what what Taddy was saying though about like her grandmother and talking about ancestors. And this would be a really good time to do that because let's be real, who's freaking grandma or great grandma was wasn't resourceful as fuck or frugal as fuck they all were because it was part of that generation it's the resources that they had and you know it just all you know and yeah some of that depends on like where they were from but i feel like no matter which way you slice it they were a lot more self-sufficient in these ways compared to how we are now so honestly especially like again i okay i might have halloween on the brain guys bear with me but as we like get closer towards halloween and we're getting closer to salin um it is that time to tap into your ancestors and like instead of just tapping into them and like you know pouring them their favorite shot or making their favorite food just to honor them like this is that time that you can learn some shit from them and yeah i'm sure that they have really like in-depth things to teach you but like 
this was their survival. This was their livelihood. This is those techniques that they had is what enabled them to survive in order for you to be made. You know, mm-hmm. that's some lineage shit right there when we really think about that. So I would say to try and tap into that. Um, especially like if you have any family recipes that have been passed down. Um, for instance, I remember when I first started getting into gardening, my grandmother taught me about fried green tomatoes, you know, and we went into the garden, we picked a bunch of those and she was like, yeah, like if you're ever really hungry and you can't wait for the tomatoes to ripen, you make fried green tomatoes. And she showed me how to do it. So to me, that's kind of like one of those foods that's very abundant, but also kind of takes you back to those frugal struggling roots a little bit. So I, I would try and tap in that way as a way of kind of being a little bit more tight with your money. And that's something that doesn't require you to buy some crystal or some crazy spell ingredient or anything else. You just tap into your lineage. Yeah. I think, I think that's, um, that is the perfect kind of work to do during this time period. Mm-hmm. You know, I think back to my childhood when my mom was just the four of us, my brother, me, my bad mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad worked in a factory. I think he made $80 a week. And don't ask me how she did it. But we never went hungry. We always had a roof over our head. We always had the right clothing. It is because she knew how to manage her money and budget it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's all part of it in the mundane world, like budgeting your money and, and uh, you know, maybe putting it in different envelopes too. But this is this is for food, this is for that, this is for the bill, and just really like focusing in on that. And uh, that's how I would, would think it would be a good idea. Who could have predicted that this episode of Wine Squirts and Witches was going to turn into a fucking, what's his name, Dave Ramsey budget talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We don't know what's coming up ahead. We don't know what's going to happen to the unemployment for all the unemployed people in the world. I mean, I'm sure they're going into panic mode because it's going to happen when they take away that extra money. Who's going to be able to survive on that? It's something to think about, you know? I, I, hate, I, I, I hate that this is where we are at, but you are absolutely right, Monica. And it's unfortunately when we look at the planets for the next few, you know, few months, that's exactly what I'm getting at. It, the times are going to be tough. It, yeah. It's going to be a consciousness when that many people don't have enough money and people are getting evicted, it's a consciousness. Yes. It's, it's, um, it's important that as witches that we know this and we have compassion and we find a way to persevere and get through it. Like, I think that my, if you get stuck in a thorn bush metaphor is actually kind of, smart. I mean, there's going to be thorns. There's going to be people getting laid off, people getting evicted. We're going to hear about it, even if it's not necessarily somebody that we specifically know. It's going to, it's going to be what people are discussing. And, um, you know, the election season is always complicated and icky. And this one in particular is going to be so much more so that it's important for us to find a way to persevere. And that's why I wanted to really lay it out. Like this is, this is not pretty. It is not going to be a pretty time period. Wow. And then I do have one other thing that I'm just going to say, um, as we're talking about 
just like what we're spending and this and that is that um shop small guys shop small and it's it's one of those things i think we all need that reminder once in a while i know i do because we get so uh in flow with going to the big box stores and ordering from amazon and stuff like that but next time you want coffee don't go to starbucks go to like some little cafe next time that you want to go do like a little bit of like comfort splurge shopping don't go on amazon go to etsy like shop for the little guys because those small owned businesses and all of these like personal things that we buy from that's not going into the pocket of a corporation that you know the ceo has you know three fucking vacation houses. This is going to a little mom and pop shop. This is going to someone that has to feed their kids. You buy something from someone with a small business, you're helping feed their kids or buy school supplies, you know? And that's that's how we got to do it when it comes down to it. Just how like we're talking about like standing up and being ready for this revolution and standing for what you're for. That's, that's something I'm for. I'm for all of us to thrive. And how do we do that? We do that by, by supporting each other in the tiniest ways the smallest cup of coffee could make the biggest difference like you don't know absolutely i think that that's a really good point um i brought up farmers markets you know where i moved to and i i, I may have mentioned this but i'm this is this is my big thing that i'm big excited about um i now live in a house with enough people we get a we get butcher box delivered so we get our protein delivered it's grass-fed um we are supporting meat in a healthier way than agribusiness and we also have a produce stand so i don't remember the last time i went to a regular grocery store um i go to the produce stand and it's whatever is in season so i've been eating so much pesto but i can't wait i can't the one thing i can't wait for for this next time period is to see the apples that they're going to get and what am mm. i going to do with these apples i am going to take my monk fruit sweetener and have my little diabetes sweet apple treat I'm going to do it. And I'm so excited. Um, and it, you know, exactly what you're saying. I mean, Amazon has making so much money. And if, if, if you do, you know, um, I just read on, on another, just, just, this just popped into my head. Um, you know, we're talking about, um, difficult times and we're talking, you know, it's, it can be stressful. Well, one of the first things that you can do to help, your nervous system reset is have nice smells. So if you're, you know, if there's a day that is happening that is really extra chunky, light up some incense and get it from the green man. <laughs> it's that simple. Don't get it from Amazon. They have a, the incense at the green man. I've never smelled incense as amazing as what, what comes from there. Yeah. And the green man is open. You can, can't you do like curb pickup? I, I don't, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick up. You can order online. Like, yeah. they kind of got all the ways to do it. So they're open and functioning. And you know what? Yeah, man. Green Man has badass incense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that that's just one little thing that you can do to shift, you know, and that's, that's, that's magic. If things are really bad and, you know, we're, there's a tough day, light some incense and get a smell and it will lighten your brain and you will shift and you will feel better. Um, yes you know talking about the mars squares you know we've talked a lot about mars square saturn um just real quick on the mars square pluto the thing about pluto pluto is all about power and you know we have already seen just um in the past few months you know looking back a couple months uh 
taking the power back and letting our voices be loud and protesting, for one thing, it is absolutely the most American thing that you can do. It's what built our country. The fact that the government is trying to have protesters be a felony, this passed in Tennessee, no, 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 no. This with a square between Mars and Pluto, activating power struggles, we are in it already and we will find a way to beat the power. We will find a way to do it. I know, I know that it can happen during this time period. Um, I just, I just know that it's going to be part of what's going on. And I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm hopeful how, how we can shift things. And what I will say just on that note, when it comes to Pluto, at least when we're looking at him like a deity, mint is his sacred herb. So everyone go get some mint chip ice cream, go drink some mint tea, like align yourself with that, align yourself with that power and meditate while you do it. Because yes, a fucking ice cream cone can be medicinal. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and think about that. Um, enjoying it, you know, I love that you brought up mint because the thing about Mars is that Mars is inflammatory. Mars inflames and mint is cooling. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. mint, I'm, I am really glad that you brought that up because I can see the mint that's growing in the backyard being used in a really beautiful way to cool things. And so, mm -hmm. you know, mint chip ice cream for everyone it's calorie free if you're using it for witchcraft <laughs> i have mint and ice cream every night <laughs> all all my all my um fellow non-dairy there's so much mint chip and coconut and i just tried a mint chip that's an avocado ice cream oh my yeah so there's a lot of vegan options for mint chip ice cream wow okay i really fully recommend it and um, I guess um, just, just to give some dates for everybody for this, what we're talking about, um, we have Mars square Jupiter on August the 4th. We had, excuse me, we have Mars square Jupiter on October the 18th. And then the last one will actually be in January of 23rd of 21. But you know, there are three. Um, next, our, our wonderful, uh, Mars square Saturn is on August the 24th. The next one is on um, September the 29th. And the last cast again also is in January. It's on January 13th, 21. And then our Mars square Pluto is August 13th. We have the next cast on October 9th. And then we have the last cast on, on December the 23rd. I want everybody to look at this, at, at these squares, instead of just this fear mongering. These are just cycles. Oh, I, I read the most amazing thing. History is a code and astrology is the key to the code, which mm -hmm. I think is brilliant. I love you know, we're, we're witches and these are all cycles. So we can look at, you know, we're, we're kind of still in the same cycle that started in January, but August, September, October, and into the rest of the year, and finalizing in January. This is a cycle for us to really think about what activates us and to, to these concepts of these squares. 
you know, with Mars and Jupiter, like, what are you, what do you overdo? What are you impulsive about? You know, Mars and Saturn, it's, are you impulsive or, you know, or which side of the axis are you on? Are you overly impulsive? Are you overly cautious? Where's the middle ground? And with Mars and Pluto, we have an activation of inflaming and making things, you know, um, igniting transformation can be another way to look at it. So it's, those are kind of the concepts to think about as we look at these dates, because we, we go forward, we have a past, we go back, with the, we're in the middle of the cycle, and what's the final conclusion? What's the final lesson on that third one? So that's just a way to use this instead of fear-mongering to um, have some self-growth, to learn about yourself, and think about what you really want in the world. You know, Tati, I have to say, I really love that that you kind of talked about that because um, I feel like it's really easy for us to look at astrology or readings and different predictive things and get really freaked out by it, you know, and it's, it, it is scary, you know, when that stuff's kind of being served to you. However, we need to remember that, you know, just because we're hearing that things are going to be turbulent doesn't mean that we need to, to go there with it. You know, we need to take this as a warning that we need to abide by and just make good life choices accordingly. So it doesn't have to be something that, that has to be terrifying. And that's what we really have to remember here is like, at the end of the day, we're in control of our own destiny. Like if you want to be afraid of this stuff and kind of give into that, that's your decision. What you got to do is rise above and just heed this as a warning instead and just plan your life accordingly for a little bit. Absolutely. You know, the thing about Mars is, you know, Mars is really can be very helpful because Mars activates, Mars inspires passion and Mars is what gives people drive. And, you know, the flip side of Mars is anger and, you know, conflict. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to be that. It's, it's recognizing that it's coming up and finding ways to de-escalate. De think about that word, de-escalate. That, that's a really good word to hold on to during this time period. Because mm -hmm. if, if a conflict arises, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, my, my computer made a weird face. <laughs> Good word, computer. Okay. So, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is your words. conflict arises. Do you feed it? Do you inflame it? Do you get in a conflict? Or do you try to mediate? Do you try to, you know, pull out the rational hat? This is something that all of us, everybody needs to work on even when there's not all the societal stuff happening right and that's the the blessing and the goodness about having readings and having this astrology report because you now you know what's upcoming and you know how to deal with it you can you can deal with it because you know you have that knowledge you know exactly exactly so basically don't feed the trolls <laughs> yeah yeah is it okay to make offerings to the elves like in Eurovision? <laughs> yeah. Elves went too far. <laughs> <laughs> so I will start deconstructing uh, my pillow fort once once we're done with this, and I will I will put on my big witch panties and we will make some shit happen. You know what? I I want to throw this out there because I think it's it, I, you know I think it's really and I I really. I'm, I'm so sorry if it sounded like I said, never get in a pillow fort. 
but here's the thing. You know, I've had health challenges my whole life, and I had the best basic MD. She was just a regular. She wasn't a, an integrative. She wasn't a naturopath. She was a regular MD, and she gave me the best advice that I've ever heard from a doctor as a person with health challenges. She said, you are allowed a pity party, but your pity party is short and sweet. You have a pity party for an hour or two, one time a week. You cry, you will say, why me, why me? This sucks, why does my life suck? You do it, you get it out of your system, you wake up the next day and you get your ass to work. I love yeah. that. And then yeah. you don't go back to the pity party till you need it again for an hour or two. And that has helped, that is the best way, the best kind of advice that I can give Keep your pillow fort for your hour or two once a week, my sweetheart. Just don't live in your pillow fort the whole time. This is going to be the most glorious hour a week ever. Just saying. Okay, well, I mean, like, honestly, that like... has turned blonde with ears and beautiful <laughs> fur and a little wet doggy nose. I know, look at that That's Wolfman. That's my Wolfman. <laughs> Monica's camera screen all of a sudden, guys, has been taken up by one of her dogs, and Monica <laughs> is slowly just turning into a Bigfoot, and we're starting with uh, the, the puppy phase, because I'm the Bigfoot expert, obviously, I still call them big feet when it's plural, but um, I've decided that the first, the first stage of Bigfoot is puppies, right? I don't know, I don't know where they come from, I don't know, but they're more in the primate, I think, the primate. Janet, Janice, Gina. Well, in this pillow fort, they're turning into puppies first. Maybe we can all avoid some of the fuckery and go hang out with big feet. Yeah, see, that's what's up. Have a little camping expedition. Talk I, about survival. They know how to survive. That's yeah. for sure. You know? And they know how to hide when thing when they need to hide. That's right. Exactly. Well, what's there the, you go. You've been the, he's the the ultimate social distancing champion, right? Oh, yes, yeah. he is. What's up? He is, that's for sure. Wouldn't it be great to just go hide out during the whole election season? <laughs> that's that's when a pillow fort's going to be real comfy. <laughs> yep. All um, right, well, that's, that's how I wanted to talk about August. Awesome. Well, I mean, you, I think you gave us some really constructive stuff to think about. So I definitely think it's time to try and put on our logic and patience hats and connect with those ancestral roots and connect with our, our purpose, what we, what we stand for, you know? So honestly, that's some heavy shit, but that's some really beneficial stuff. So that's awesome. I'm excited for it. And you know what, if you need that extra push, that extra motivation, I always call upon Archangel Michael. He is the one that creates movement and motivation. So if you're feeling in that lull and in that in that hole and you can't get out, talk to Archangel Michael. Ask him to help you to move past it and to motivate you to become more productive or to, you know, to get out of your funk. Because he's excellent for things like that. He helps with movement and motivation and courage. And strength and that's what we need coming in in the next couple of months so talk to him he works really well that's really that i did not i don't think i knew that and i'm really happy to know that now oh yeah he's amazing he's amazing i work with him all the time all the time so 
So he helps a lot of my clients too. So if you need that extra fire, yeah, there's we there. Talk to Archangel Michael. He's amazing. He'll help you. You know, I was thinking as I was getting ready, um, another, and you just reminded me, I almost didn't bring it up. You know, Ganesha in Hinduism, he is the remover of obstacles. Uh-huh. Yeah. He really, I mean, if, if I remember correctly, it doesn't, you know how in Hinduism kind of has different, um, there's, there's like, if you, if you're on the Shiva crew or if you're on the Vishnu crew, there's, there's different, um, paths with, with under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. Every single Hindu path starts with Ganesha to remove obstacles. Yeah. yeah. The Lord, the Lord of, of obstacles. And so. The road opener. Sure. Exactly. So, you know, you know, I don't, I would in no ways encourage people to jump around pantheons, but if that is something that you do, you do, um, he's another one that would be really helpful for the next few months. Yeah. And, and if you do have a little Ganesh statue at home, leave him to an offering of some fruit. He loves that. You know, just give him a, throw him a bone and he'll help you out as well. Yeah. Fruit, candy, even just like a bowl of sugar. I mean, like you want to watch for flies, but like that's all his jam. He will love all that stuff. And flowers too. Doesn't he like flowers? Yeah. Yes. Flowers. Like gardenias are really, that's kind of what I tend to give him is gardenias. He likes those. Yeah. I, I've been to the temple that's up in um, like Calabasas, Malibu. Um, and the brightness of the flowers and the fruit. So yeah. if you're, if you forget the, which I already forgot what you just said, Shauna. Gardenia. Gardenia. Kind of like marigolds too. Yeah. Bright flowers. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. It. Well, thank you so much for giving us our August update. Um, I think we have a lot of stuff to kind of turn over and, and think about moving forward and, you know, how we want to kind of execute our plans. Um, and does everyone know who their shout out is to? I do. I know who my shout out to. One of, our, one of our lovely listeners, what, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, sent me some, a package today with some beautiful feathers in them. So uh, do you remember yes, her name? Yes, I do. Um, her name, that was actually who my shout out was going to be to. Her name is Sharita, and she's from Australia. And she sent us a message, um, gosh, a couple weeks ago now. And she told us, like, she, so she mailed off some feathers that she collected from around, around, like, her area for us after listening to us talk about feathers and how Monica yells at the sky. <laughs> and she, and we also got these beautiful pearls. Yes, sent us, and they were absolutely beautiful. Mine is on my Venus altar as we speak. Venus is very pleased. Um, so thank you, Sharita. That was amazing, and it's so exciting to see such lovely feathers from Australia. Yes, um, thank you. So, so appreciate it so much. I really do appreciate really it. Pretty picture of those. Maybe Monica will have to model her her new smudge fan for us, and we'll try and get some shots. I have one more shout out, and it's to my friend Anna. And you know who you are. She just started listening to our show. So, hi, Anna. This is for you, too. Hey, girl. Hey. And hey to the first shout-out. I, I glossed over for a minute there. I apologize. It's so different not being in the same room with you guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to start my shout-out with my grand-grand because she really inspired me during this recording, and she really reminded me to really connect with the ancestors to get through this time period. And the reason, another reason why I'm bringing her up is that 
um, the next generation of McCoy, which is on my mother's side, we, we have a little baby who, he needs a little bit of help. He, he's he's um, getting a tumor looked at, and it's okay. Um, this would be Grand Grand's great, great grandson. Wow. And um, what I wrote to my second cousin was that he has McCoy blood in him, and he's tough as nails. So, Grand Grand, you you have a whole crew of people, and I'm making hamburger soup. As soon as it's not a hundred degrees, I'm making hamburger soup because man, that hamburger soup is. You basically take hamburger and whatever vegetable you have, and you make soup. Hell yeah! That's, wow, it's wow. kind of like stone soup from the house in the prairie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, trying to figure out my own my own life struggles and stuff. And I woke up this morning and I was like, Grand Grand would just find a way and just do it. And right, right. It, really, it really helped me with what, you know, some of the transition that I'm going through personally. And you know what, I got that McCoy blood and this little, little baby Drake, he'll be fine. Oh, wow. That's, that's what they named him? That's my grandson's name, Drake. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. He's the one who wrote the music for the our show, actually. The yeah, music you hear so. in the beginning, that's from my, my Drake, yeah? Oh, hi, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Taddy. As always, it's so insightful, and I love it. And Monica, I will see your ass next week. And I'm yes. putting this on the record. We are going to put in the calendar when we're recording September. So that I am accountable to making sure this gets done before September starts. So there we go. Our listeners heard it first. We will yeah. have a game plan. I have yes. my calendar open. Let's do it after we hang after we <laughs> quit recording. All right. Well, Thank that, you, Chatty. Marry me. Merry porch. And, and merry meet again. again. <laughs>